From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Well, here we go. WIA National News for week commencing June 23, 2013. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Two changes have been made to the Outwards QSL service at the WIA. The QSL service guidelines for special event stations, that's where a WIA member is entitled to a free Outwards and Inwards QSL service. The QSL service is free for special event stations, de-expeditions, IOTAs, etc., operated by WIA members or by WIA-affiliated clubs. However, all operators need to be WIA members or the operation needs to be sanctioned by a WIA-affiliated club. And, as you saw in the text edition last week, there is a new Outwards QSL address. The Outwards QSL service is now Post Office Box 66, Bullaroo, New South Wales, 2284. The Inwards QSL cards will continue to be available for non-members at the convenience of the QSL service. WIA Board Meets and Reappoints Executive. At its first meeting this past week, the new board of the WIA for the 2013-2014 year re-elected the outgoing executive that steered the Institute since October last year since the untimely death of Michael Owen VK3KI. Remaining in their former roles are Phil Waite, VK2ASD as President, Chris Platt, VK5CP as Vice President, John Longero, VK3PZ as Treasurer, and David Williams, VK3RU, as Secretary. For the first time, the board got together via an online application known as GoToMeeting. Investigated and set up by Treasurer John Longero, it proved to be a great success, with directors joining in online from meeting locations scattered across the country. And this system offers very significant cost savings. The four elected directors were welcomed by President Phil Waite, VK2ASD, being Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Ewan McLeod, VK4ERM, Fred Swainson, VK3DAC, and myself, Rob Broomhead, VK3DN. As an early item of business, the board set about appointing the directors to serve on the 10 committees which were constituted as an initiative of last year's WIA board. And you'll find a list of the directors appointed to the various committees on the WIA website, along with some words about the committee's functions. The committee system has a very important role to play in the functioning of the WIA, in serving the needs of members and the amateur radio community, as well as the development of new roles and functions for the Institute. High on the board's agenda for discussion at its first meeting were the Foundation Licence Review, which is ongoing with many issues to consider, the Institute's next steps in progressing the WIA's submission to the ACMA concerning the retention of spectrum at 2300 MHz and progress with the high-power trial which is underway. And if members haven't already noticed, the new MEMNET system went live on the 1st of June. You will recall that MEMNET is a cloud-based membership management system that enables membership access online to the WIA services and facilities and has the ability to provide a targeted information service to members depending on their interests and activities. The new board discussed various aspects of MEMNET's implementation, its functioning and how it develops in meeting the Institute's goals for it. 
Well, there'll be more news from the WIA board in upcoming broadcasts. This has been Robert, VK3DN, for VK1 WIA News. Hams across Australia, and space has always inspired the big questions in life. Where did we come from? Why are we here? And is there anybody else out there? These are some of the issues that artists are being asked to contemplate and depict as part of a new national exhibition that celebrates art and astronomy. Seeing Stars is being run to coincide with the beginnings of the project known as the SKA, the Square Kilometre Array, the world's largest radio telescope, co-hosted in Australia and South Africa. SKA will utilise thousands of linked radio wave receptors. Construction scheduled to start? 2016. The Seeing Stars exhibition is asking artists to create an original piece of work expressing the excitement and mystery of the SKA and its potential for discovery. Entries close July 5 and may be included in an exhibition at Federation Square, Melbourne from August 13. DAB Plus climbs aboard a Ford. With the growth of digital radio in Australia, Ford are being very supportive of this new radio format and plan to offer DAB Plus on many of their new products. This migration begins with their new Ford Cougar. DAB Plus, as a standard feature, will be offered on mid and high series on this vehicle. In addition, they will offer DAB Plus capability across other Ford products in the Australian market as they introduce updated models over the next few years. We've had lead used for lightwave communications, but now it's Wi-Fi. Peter Ellis tells how. Australian startup company LIFX is preparing to ship its Wi-Fi-enabled LED light bulbs later this year. The smart light bulb, which can be controlled by a smartphone app, is the brainchild of LIFX CEO Phil Boschwa. Like most good ideas, its origins are a conversation in a pub. The co-founders of LIFX took the idea of building a better light bulb to Kickstarter in September 2012 and raised about $1.3 million of crowdfunding. A Wi-Fi-enabled, multicolour, energy-efficient light bulb with LEDs that you control with your smartphone. The LIFX bulbs each incorporate a computer system capable of connecting to standard 802.11n Wi-Fi networks. The bulbs communicate with each other using the low-power 802.15.4 networking standard. For National News, I'm Peter Ellis, VK1PE. A quick look at what's happening in VK3 and VK6. VK6, where every year on the first Sunday in August, the Northern Corridor Radio Group holds its annual ham fest in the Cyril Jackson Rec Centre, Fisher Street, Ashfield, Bassendine. That's in West Australia. It starts at 9am and admission, just $5.00. In VK3, it's the Bogong High Plains Adventure. This year's Bogong High Plains Winter Trip will run from the 5th to the 9th of August. Heading out across the snowy wilderness, a team of amateurs and friends will ski through some of Australia's most stunning alpine landscapes. The group will be led by VK3 Golf Tango, VK3 Foxtrot Mike Alpha Whiskey and VK3 Sierra November up onto mountain plateaus which sit well over 1,800 metres above sea level. Using ultra-light, solar-powered gear, these backcountry skiers will be active on 40 metres each afternoon and 80 metres every evening. Other HF bands will be activated according to conditions, and northeastern Victorian 2-metre and 70-centimetre repeaters will also be worked during each day. Share in the adventure by listening out for the group as they operate QRP from huts, tents and igloos on the wintry roof of Victoria. 
This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F call? It's been said many times. Amateur radio is about experimentation and learning. It bears repeating. Amateur radio is about experimentation and learning. I know you've heard it all before, but what does it actually mean? I regularly speak with amateurs across the bands, via email, the phone and face-to-face. The single thing that strikes me is that there is lots of activity that you never see, you never hear about, you never even know about, unless you happen to bump into the amateur who did the job or was part of the team doing it. We have the experimentation down pretty pat. That is, we all regularly fiddle with new stuff and fix, change, add or create contraptions or solutions regularly. Personally, we're doing that, and each of us is personally learning from the effort. The thing that comes back to me in the conversations is that people are individually reinventing the wheel over and over again. I see little evidence of inter-amateur communication. There is some crossover in smaller groups, one-on-one, between friends, but I see little in the way of documentation coming out of VK. That's not to say it isn't there. Some people almost religiously document their efforts with YouTube videos, PDF explanations and plans, web pages of instruction and effort. But those amateurs are far and few between. So next time you make the effort to do some experimentation, I'd like to encourage you to do some sharing as well. By writing it down and publishing the endeavour, who knows, you might learn something else in the process. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Perth, it can be heard on VK6RAP, 146.700 MHz at 9am local time. I'm Blake, VK6FBNZ. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service. Relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. Hawks Bay Police trigger tags. National Operations Manager Superintendent Barry Taylor said that officer safety alarm devices had been activated more than 600 times since their November rollout. While most activations involved officers testing the devices, 12 related to six events in which police had sought immediate emergency assistance. That is, where the alarm was activated because the officer required urgent assistance and was unable to use the radio, Mr Taylor said. Police Eastern District's Operations Manager, Inspector Mike O'Leary, said the devices offered staff another level of safety. It's effectively a GPS system, he said. Basically, it's a safety device to be used by our staff as and when the need arises. A total of 1,500 alarms were rolled out to Kiwi police districts that weren't on the digital radio network. Raspberry Pi Microcomputer Long Distance Contact Challenge In the SARL news on the 7th of April, radio amateurs in South Africa were challenged to try their hand at covering distance with milliwatt power into the antenna using a Raspberry Pi. 
This was in response to Eddie Bennett, G3ZJO of Northampton in the United Kingdom, who used the 10 milliwatt of RF that can be generated from the Raspberry Pi computer board and was heard at over 2,000 kilometres on the 7 megahertz band. SARL's Jacko LaRue, ZS6PS, responded to the challenge. He received reports from several stations. The furthest was some 900 kilometres from ZS2CX. He said, when I received the Pi, I loaded a new SD card with Raspberry and Wheezy and followed the instruction that I found on the web. I could not believe that 10 milliwatts could travel so far. Dot dash full stop. Telegram service ends July 15. The Hindu reports come 15th of July 2013. One of India's oldest communication services, the Telegram, will become history. Financial constraints have forced the Bharat Sanchin Agim Limited to wind up the telegraphic service, which would be remembered mainly as a historically inexpensive but relatively quick method of sending alerts related to births, deaths and emergency situations. In India, the first telegraph message was transmitted live through electrical signals between Calcutta and Diamond Harbour a distance of about 50 kilometres, on the 5th of November 1850, and the service was open for the general public in February 1855. Links to this news item are best read at wia.org.au. Officials shut down pirate radio station. Authorities have shut down a community radio station in Bangkok for unauthorised broadcasting and airing misleading health product advertisements. Officials from the National Broadcasting and Telecommunications Commission, the Food and Drug Administration and the Consumer Protection Police Division raided and shut down the Banho radio station on Monday. Under the Thai broadcasting law, they're liable for a jail term of up to five years and or a fine of up to five million baht for unauthorised broadcasting. Google Loon Project using 2400 and 5800 megahertz. Project Loon is a research and development project being developed by Google with the mission of providing internet access to rural and remote areas using high-altitude balloons placed in the stratosphere at an altitude of about 20 kilometres to create an aerial wireless network with up to 3G-like speeds. Google plans on sending up 300 balloons, transmitting on 2400 megahertz and 5800 megahertz around the world at the southern 40th parallel that would provide coverage to New Zealand, Australia, Chile and Argentina. The company hopes to eventually have thousands of balloons flying in the stratosphere at an altitude of 20 kilometers. The first 30 balloons are being launched from New Zealand. Crowdfunding saves the Tesla Museum. Some good news for those working to maintain the history of communications. This with word that the famed Tesla laboratory on New York's Long Island has been saved and is now in the hands of the non-profit organisation that has been trying to purchase it for the past 18 years. It all came about because of the dedication of famed cartoonist Matthew Inman, who is the creator of The Oatmeal. Inman was able to raise $1,370,461 by crowdfunding to set up a permanent museum honoring the great scientist. The purchase price of the former Nikola Tesla laboratory was $850,000. The remainder of the funds raised by the campaign will be used to clean up and to begin renovations on that property. 
Although the actual science center is going to take a lot more time to finance and build, in an interim, those involved in the project are planning on having a celebration of sorts in Shoreham, New York, hopefully sometime this summer. That event will focus on the science, technology, and innovation. The delegates and guests at the Global Amateur Radio Emergency Communications, or GARIC, 2013 conference will have a busy agenda later this month. This is they share ideas and learn the approach being taken in different parts of the world. GARIC 2013 will discuss the true objectives, dissemination of disaster information at an international level, how to have hams prepared, trained, and involved, and convince authorities about amateur radio emergency communications. Stefan Strife, HB9TTQ, is an organizer of GARIC 2013. He advises that one topic on the agenda is whether amateur radio has an emergency communications role in Europe. This is because the authorities believe their infrastructure is so good and its technical level is so high that a disaster could not affect communications over a wide area. This year's Global Amateur Radio Emergency Communications Conference will be held June 25th to the 27th in Zurich, Switzerland. According to an announcement posted in the Dayton Hamvention website, the official attendance figure for this year's gathering was 24,542. This is a very modest increase of 59 attendees over last year's 24,483, but is a major increase over 2007 when only 19,750 showed up. The all-time high took place in 1994. That's when the Dayton Daily News reported that some 35,000 walked through the gates of the Hera Arena for that year's hamvention. Now here's one for the books. It happened recently when a 75-year-old woman in a southwestern German town called police at 3 a.m. Her complaint was that she couldn't sleep because her doorbell was always ringing. Police officers dispatched to investigate the cause, and they quickly tracked down the culprit. It wasn't some form of RF poltergeist or some other strange phenomenon. Rather, ants had constructed a large nest next to the doorbell. In fact, the tiny creatures had built in such a large home that the nest pressed on the doorbell switching contacts together, and that in turn kept ringing the bell. Officers silenced the intermittently ringing doorbell by removing the nest with a knife. Likely much to the dismay of the ants who had spent a large time to build it there. The AMSAT online satellite pass predictions webpage is back on AMSAT's website. This is a result of a team effort by N1DID, KB1LQC, KB1LQD, and W2GPS. You can find it online at www.amsat.org under the prediction pass link. Some new rules are coming to the CQ Worldwide VHF Contest. The 2013 rules reflect changes in the log submission deadline and the publication date that have been implemented by that magazine. In order to be considered for an award, your log must be received by the robot or postmark no later than 2359 UTC on August the 4th. Logs received after that date will be listed in the results but will not be eligible for an award. Extensions may be granted by the director for a valid reason if you contact that person before the deadline. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6 ITF. 
Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on Rolly Stone Repeater 146 700 and also relayed on 80 metres on a 3 decimal 565 megahertz Sunday evening at 7pm local time. I'm Steve, VK6 DXA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. WIA Winter VHF UHF Field Day this weekend, 22-23 June. AWL Field Day this weekend, 22-23 June. 160 metres phone and 80 160 metres CW and digital trans-Tasman contest, 20 July, 8pm to 2am. On the tally board we see the current high achievers in the WIA contest champion BK4PJ trophy. The Harry Angel results are now added into the mix and a new leader has emerged. BK2TQ Peter Richardson. The winter field of VHF UHF is on and in August sees the Remembrance Day, so good luck in the contest. VK2 TQ Peter Richardson 200 VK2 DAG MK Hetherington 180 VK4 ADC Doug Hunter 180 VK4 OE Doug Friend 160 Special Event Stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice A 2 metre beacon on 144.950 MHz in Perth, Western Australia is an attempt to prove a Perth to South Africa path exists. SARL News say the beacon VK6RAO will use chirp modulation which can be detected some 50 dB below the noise floor in a 2 kHz bandwidth. The beacon will run 100 watts into a 4x8 element Yagi's directed towards South Africa. With the processing gain from using chirp modulation, the affected radiator power is said to be 100 megawatts. VK5CE Craig Portable Flinders Island OC261 August 15 to August 21. 80 to 10 metres SSB and PSK. Intruder watch, enforcement zone. Kabulcha citizen band radio emergency channels have turned into a war zone filled with foul language, bullying and even threats of violence and rape. It has been alleged the harassing nature of the conversations has become so bad that members of Morrowfield South East Queensland UHF emergency service team have installed security cameras around their homes. Shane Barnes, the group's founder, has lodged complaints with police and the Australian Communications and Media Authority after a man directed threats towards his partner. An ACMA spokesman said inquiries were being made into the complaint, but would not comment further. The confrontation stemmed from people misusing emergency CB channels UHF 5 and 35, which the emergency service team monitors as a public service. Now to awards, and again this week it's to another Risman's Redcliffe Club's award. This week, I'm going to outline the last of the three awards sponsored by the Redcliffe Club. This is the Redcliffe City Award. This award is available in two sections. The first section for VK and ZL only, and section B for all other call signs, and I'll concentrate on section A. For that, a VK or ZL station, or a shortwave listener, is required to score 10 points, which is made up of contacts with members of the amateur uh, Redcliffe and Districts Amateur Radio Club. That's one point for each contact with one of those members. And with the club station, VK4 Romeo Charlie, four points. 
The application for this award should be accompanied by a certificate, sorry, by a certified log extract signed by two other licensed amateurs showing the time, date, frequency, call sign and locations of stations worked and enclose either $10 Australian or 10 IRCs <clears throat> and send to the awards manager, Redcliffe and District Amateur Radio Club, Post Office Box 20, Woody Point, Queensland 4019. Or email it to the club's website, or just type in Redcliffe Radio Club to your search engine for all the details. Across Australia from the K1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In WA, it can be heard on 146.7 MHz and also on 7.075 MHz, relayed via the Northern Corridor Radio Group Station, VK6ANC, at 9am local time. And I'm James, VK6FJA. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ARDF, where the WIA ARDF coordinator is Jack, VK3WWW. The 14th European Youth ARDF Championship. 93 young people aged up to 16 attended the European ARDF Championship in the Czech Republic. The Czech Society, CRC, organised the 2013 European Youth ARDF Championship in the small tourist village of Trastudny, that's Three Cold Springs. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Naval. Messages sent within the US Navy no longer have to be written out in capital letters. Since the 19th century, all official Navy communications have been written that way, a legacy of primitive technology combined with the service's love of tradition. But in this modern age... Young sailors, more accustomed to texting on their phones, consider that typing in all capitals is akin to shouting. Typographers, meanwhile, have long maintained that all caps text is hard on the eyes. The US Navy will no longer communicate exclusively in all capital letters, ending a legacy of teletype machines that dates back to the 1850s. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting Radios to the sound of Nighthawk. As this news goes to air this morning, some radio amateurs are wrapping up an overnight activity to provide vital communication support for scouting youth members doing the hard slog through Crocodile and Taipan-infested land in VK4. The Kennedy Region Scouts 2013 Operation Nighthawk started on Saturday evening and only just finished a little while ago with a course that traversed through suburban Palarenda and the rugged trails of the Townsville Town Common. Over 110 scouts and two venture patrols trekked through the night to five activity bases equipped with radio checkpoints manned by Tarkadians, utilising VHF voice and data channels, plus also UHF to VHF crossband repeating from vehicles to enhance operator portability and endurance. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio Polish radio amateurs have signed an agreement with their government regarding the provision of emergency communications. The agreement promises cooperation between the amateur radio service and the Polish government to provide support for measures that provide 
information on natural disasters and other events that threaten public safety. Well, that's it. That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Takes us to the end of WIA National News for week commencing June 23. And in this news broadcast, we've heard the WIA board report for June 2013, how the WIA have announced two changes to the QSL service, the WIA contest champion VK4PJ trophy standings, and a reminder that the WIA Winter VHF UHF Field Day is on this weekend. On the social scene, and remember the social scene does get published from the moment we receive the information through until the date of broadcast, so if you do have a change, make sure you advise nationalnews at wia.org.au. Otherwise, in the social scene, it could be wrong. July 12 to 14 in VK3, Gipps Tech will be held at Churchill. July 20 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. While on the same date, July 20 in VK4, it's the Caboolture Hamfest. That happens at 9am. July 28 in VK2, Albury Wodonga Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest at 10am. August 4 in VK6, it's the Northern Corridor Radio Group's Hamfest at the Cyril Jackson Rec Centre. That's at 9am. August 11, VK2, Sarkfest, 414 Richmond Hill Road near Lismore. October 3-7, to 7, North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention in Charters Towers. November 2 in VK4, Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at the Albert Waterways Hall. Also in November, November 3 in VK5, it's Hamfest, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society at Goodwood. The Victorian National Parks Weekend is the weekend of November 15 to 17. And finally, November 24, again in VK3, it's the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, the Rosebud Radio Fest. With that, that's the end of the news for another week. We'd like to see you all here again, same time next week, for VK1 WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1 WIA. We've reported. You decide.